Mr. Weber, Mr. Weber, how are we doing, sir? We are doing good, man. It is, uh, it's a good day, and it's a good day to have a good conversation. I think this is going to be a good episode. A couple, uh, couple weeks back, guys, don't know if you remember, but we uh, posted about a campaign, and that campaign was Roses for Everybody, which uh, essentially is all about body inclusivity and making a change for uh, essentially what the show right now currently, what its product essentially is. And so we decided to reach out to Olivia and to Jenna, who are two of the members of this campaign, Roses for Everybody. And we asked them to come on the podcast to have a conversation and pick their brains and just have them really explain what this was all about. So I live for these conversations with these people. It's so good. And it's just so um, something that needs to get out there. So I'm really excited. And you know what? Let's just let's just get to it. Something that matters. So let's uh, let's get into it. All righty, guys. Well, welcome Jenna and Olivia to the pod. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Hi. So good. We are stoked to uh, have you guys on. We're very excited. For those that don't know, represent uh, roses for everybody. And uh, a big Every, uh, first campaign of all, wait, that's... everyone, wait, Peter, everyone knows about roses for everybody. Come on now, this has <laughs> been a huge campaign. Apologies, everyone, apologies. if you have, there we go, there we go. You've seen it before. <laughs> that's the way people. to go. Thanks, Dustin. Okay, you should have done the intro, Dustin. Way from way to make me look bad. Uh, but roses for everybody, huge campaign that's been blowing up, getting a lot of traction, and we are excited to have you guys on to talk about it. Uh, I guess uh, let's start with first. How'd you guys get into the Bachelor? Well, myself, I'm Jenna for the listeners. I, I've been watching since the first pilot. You might have heard of him. Yes, Jake. <laughs> yes, t- 10 years prior. Exactly. So I've been watching since then. And it's, you know, been a journey, TM, with watching this show Oh, for wow, sure. you're perfect for the show. <laughs> um, you they are really perfect. should hire me as a producer, I feel like. But yeah, no, I love, I you know, I love to hate the show. It's been, it's a staple in my life for years and years. And I really like the community that can come from it, from people talking about just like, the social elements of the show, you know, it's a reality television show, but there is so much to it and it does really mirror our society in a lot of ways. So I think that's why I find it quite fascinating. Yeah. Right there yeah. with you. How about you, Olivia? Yeah, I'm Olivia. I had a friend recommend to me probably like four years back now that their favorite way to unplug was to watch like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette and The Bathtub as like self-care. And I, I have never heard that before. Okay. <laughs> Just like... That, you know, just a relaxing day. And, and so I think that's actually how I watched like my first episode. And I started with Hannah's season. So I I am a little bit more recent in that way. But then I went back and watched like all of these seasons of The the Bachelorette. So I was able to catch up. So do you really like set the mood for like when you get in your bathtub? Do you like put out rose petals and like light some <laughs> candles and have your laptop maybe propped up watching it? Yeah, I don't usually have like Is rose petals on hand, but I definitely have candles and I have like bath salts and really okay. good Bubbles. lighting. I'm just trying to get a visual oh, here. Yeah. So perfect. Bubbles. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a good visual. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I, that's probably my first episode. Give it a shot. It's really fun. Okay. I've kind of moved on to watching Love Island in the bath now. But anyways... Um, I, I very similarly to Jenna, the way that I watch the show is kind of like a sociological experiment. It's like I, I just love to 
watch it and think about all the ways that it reflects our society. I also watch it just for the fun, for the drama. Like I'm a real fan. And I also think that I'm like, you know, kind of the opposite of the show. I'm like a queer non-monogamous woman and someone who probably would never be on the show. And I think the show is like a giant polyamory experiment, but not willing to Literally. admit it. And oh that it really is. I find <laughs> so fascinating. So that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. You're so right, though. You're so right. Like, like on the money. That's so interesting. So many partners. <laughs> so many partners and everyone's okay with it. Well, kind of. It, honestly, yeah, you, you you mentioned that. I mean, it's kind of hard to 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 refute that. It's it's that way until the very end, and then now we're gonna switch it up, and and it's all good. But yeah, well, obviously, could listen, the show's you know brings a lot of people together. It's brought us together, and people love it for different reasons. Could you imagine at the very end that the uh, that you know the Bachelorette just picks both guys and they're cool with it, and <laughs> that actually they happened. just live. That actually happened. happened on The Bachelor. I forget what season, like maybe like season seven or something. This is something I know from Game of Roses. <laughs> they have all that knowledge. But there was a season, I think maybe Charlie O'Connell, where at the finale, he was like, I need a little bit more time to keep dating both of these women. Oh, you know what? I think I did hear about that. These are these are part of what the, lo- the, the Lost videos or something? Or the what are they labeled as? The Dark Seasons. The Dark Seasons, the dark seasons dark that seasons. are like impossible for anybody to find. We had the Dark Seeker come on and she like... Uh, explain how she went about and I went to Australia, not went to Australia, but contacted someone I mean, in Australia to it's uncover. It's such a story. That's true. A journey, crazy. if you will. A journey. A journey. You are perfect for the show as well. You know, obviously the show brings a lot of people together. Like I was saying, it's brought us together. show is not perfect. I think a lot of people know that and there's a lot of issues that I think that people notice and uh, people are fighting for and that's what you guys are doing. So we appreciate your efforts. What was the first time, I guess, that you guys noticed that, quite bluntly, all the bodies were kind of similar <laughs> on this show? I mean, since I have been watching since like 2012, and I have also gone back and watched a lot of them, I mean, pretty much since the beginning, the show, you know, premiered in 2002. And um, if you go to our Instagram, you'll see a lot of this information. But, you know, the stats are pretty pretty in your face. There's been 20 years of television. There's been 44 seasons combined, Bachelor and Bachelorette. There's been over 1,142 individuals, and only two of them have been documented as self-identified as plus size. And both of them went home night one, each of them with less of a minute of airtime. I sat, I watched, I counted. (laughs) Wow. No way. Less than a minute. Yeah. And so it doesn't take much to look at the show and see that they have never had body diversity. I mean, we love the two individuals that they did have on the show, but being there for less than a minute of screen time isn't really included. And yeah, I think, you know, as you go through the years of watching it and even just in general, we all become more of a conscious consumer of these television shows. It just becomes really absurd and just like in your face that you're watching this show that is only catering to a certain body type and only sending out a message that you have to be thin in order to be loved when we know as a society that's not true. Yeah. And there's this thing that happens pretty often on The Bachelor and it's really the only way that you'll see kind of like this idea of being larger or plus size or fat 
come up on the show, which is only as, uh, as Gore would call it, a PTC or, you know, a sharing of a past hardship, weight loss comes up or like being previously large comes up as something that had to be overcome in order to be worthy of finding love. And it comes up all the time. It came up in last night's episode. It came up last I know night, this yeah. isn't a, re- a recap, but this idea of I wasn't whole before, I was broken before, and now I am worthy of love, and now I'm on the show. And I wouldn't have been here before. That's the unspoken part. Great points. So what was the hitting point, the last like moment to where you two were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to start this campaign. We've had enough. Let's, let's, let's do this. Yeah, so I have a podcast that I do as well that I recap it called Date Card Pod. And I've built definitely like I co-hosted with my friend Danica and we have built this like great community of people that really are in the DMs talking about the social political elements of it. And we've all been very frustrated with the lack of diversity on this show. But each season, but definitely in the last couple of seasons, you know, we get these like therapy type dates, right? Where they're all sitting in a circle and Nick Vial or Caitlin Bristow or someone else comes in and they make them share all this like traumatic things. And in Clayton's season, we had one of those and a couple of the individuals, including Clayton, came out and talked about their trauma regarding being in larger bodies when they were younger. And as Olivia just said, it was just like, it's, that's the only storyline we ever get about fatness on the show. And it was so frustrating during Clayton's season and nothing against Clayton or any of the individuals who spoke up about their experiences. We want to make that clear. We have no problems with people sharing their experiences. It's just more of like, this is, this can't keep going on. We can't be in 2022 and have the show only be showcasing this type of storyline. And so I put out a call to action in the fan base and I said DM me if you want to get working on a special project and I got a bunch of people that DM'd us and then we have a little crew that we've made of um, about six people and we've been working really hard ever since Clayton season was airing and then we launched what, what, on what has July been 11th. like the general the general reception from outside like those six people just like the general public in regards to support with this are you noticing like a ton a ton of traction like a lot of people agree with this and want to see change yeah a lot of people yeah, there's yeah. i mean hundreds of dms from people just even before the campaign started people could wonder what i was probably working on <laughs> you know and yeah and since we've launched it's been a huge huge overwhelming amount of support from so many people that we were, you know, surprised to hear from. I mean, honestly, seeing you guys talk about our campaign that first week was so special and beautiful. And we really appreciate it. And we're not saying like we're surprised to see you guys do it. But like, you know, <laughs> it, it's hard to see like alum, you know, come forward and talk about things that are important. Yeah, and you guys off the bat with like that you made that real the first week and like we've had to ask for a lot of the support that you know we've gotten at least starting out and you guys just off the bat were right in our corner and I can't tell you really how much that means. No, of course guys. It, it I mean it's it's interesting. It's it's I guess it's kind of sad. You you bring up a good point and we just saw in, in last night's episode and again I'm not 
trying to knock anyone for mm-hmm. if you know if that's how they feel and it, I, I i believe it was a genuine conversation mm-hmm. that zach was having with rachel about where he was at and it looks like he is in, in a good place to receive and share love but that's not always the case obviously for everyone but it almost seems you're right that that is the only storyline that it ever is included about you know maybe someone being plus size and so it's like almost they're going the wrong direction like they're not even yeah. going, trying to correct and go the right direction like if that's the only storyline and that's 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 tough i I mean, I commend you guys, obviously, for for making this effort and, and trying to uh, open people's eyes up. It's funny. I I mean, I don't identify as plus size, but I going on the show, I remember like I was extremely there was a lot of insecurity that I had just because I've never been a shredded, you know, eight pack ab prototypical bachelor, you know, yeah. that maybe you see and with the like, you know, the shower scenes and they're all, you know, zooming in on your abs as you're, you know, the water's running down and I remember I felt a lot of pressure because of that. And, you know, obviously, you know, especially from what you guys stand for, like it would have been great not to kind of have that pressure and not have to be that stereotypical, like ripped, shredded bachelor. Like I would say I was probably the the least, the least shredded bachelor that ever, that ever has been on TV. But, you know, it's tough having to have that kind of pressure. And, you know, I know a lot of people probably definitely appreciate all this effort you guys are putting into it. And hopefully we see change, Yeah, you know, that comes out of this. Yeah, I would love to see people that are just happy with who they are, how they look. And that's the inspiration I think you guys are trying to pass on to everybody. It's like people, you don't have to be this figure to be happy. Happiness comes in all shapes and sizes. And once people start seeing other people that are comfortable in their own skin and feel great and have great personalities and they could show it through TV, oh my God, you just saved so many people that are probably struggling through mental health that just don't feel comfortable with themselves. And it's just, I, I, I love what you guys are doing. It really reminds me too of, um, on Hulu, there's a show like, um, what is it? Victoria's Secrets Demons oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Have you guys seen this? I haven't seen Not it yet, yet, but <laughs> I will though. Well, it, it pretty much shows- I haven't seen this either. It was pretty much shows like back in those like early 2000s, everyone's perception of beautiful was these- Victoria's Secret models. And once there was an uproar, like that's not a woman, you know? I mean, not a woman, but that's not how women want to be seen. Women are on all shapes and sizes. And it shows that, well, I'm sorry, I'm just rubbing it on. You guys go ahead. I'm just, watch watch the show though. It's so, it's so good. I just, yeah, I just want to say, Peter, I'm so like, thank you for sharing that. And it's, it brings up a great point that needs to be said that this conversation isn't gendered in one way. Well, it is. But at the same time, everyone's impacted by this culture of unrealistic beauty standards. Definitely men are impacted too. And this is a push for body diversity on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor and BIP. Like this is about mm-hmm. everyone and we all and everyone suffers because of this. And you know, we don't even, I I never looked at you in any of a different way than any of the other bachelors, but we're all so hard on ourselves. And the idea that you had to like feel that way. And that shower scene you just describes, like, I see that exactly. Like I've seen that same shot over and over again. And even in the beginning, like episode one of this season, it, it's Gabby and Rachel talking about, hey, we should have a pool party so we can see all of the men's rock hard abs. And then there's that expectation that they're all going to have those abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about it. We yeah. were, felt so uncomfortable being in that date. It's just, it's crazy. See? Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they, they push for that. It's, um, 
it's yeah. really, it's interesting because there's like a lot of factors at play, right? Like there is just like long held societal beliefs that are factually untrue, that thinner is beautiful, that rock hard abs are the most worthy, you know, and we just know that that's not the mm-hmm. reality. But at the same time, shows like The Bachelor and other reality television and other media in general still really wants to put that out there. Yeah, I think what's important is like what Dustin mentioned too, is that we are fighting for representation on this television show because it's important and it's just like overdue, but it also matters. Representation matters for people to see it at home and to see themselves Mm -hmm. reflected. And it would really absolutely help with mental health, body image, just general like confidence. So it's just so important. Yeah. I And it's tough because if I'm just being completely honest with the show, I feel like they, they try to put out, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I feel like they try to put out like this, this narrative, like that mental health really does matter. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they have, whether it's these therapy scenes or just hearing things behind the scenes, you know, just from kind of being attached to the show. But if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't know if they actually do really truly care about it just because you see you know the priorities that ultimately come to the forefront of what you know their intentions are with the show whether it's to get ratings or essentially sacrifice someone's mental health for just that reason so you know my hope is i would love in in, in uh you know obviously a more perfect world for that to be the case and, and it's tough i'm just curious do you guys do you guys see any other shows outside of the bachelor that are doing a better job of this like that are more like in like the dating type genre anyone else kind of leading the pack not really. No. I mean, Love is Blind season two had a couple individuals who are in their la- larger bodies, but they were both sent. They didn't make it to the next round. And then, in fact, we had contestants being fat phobic in return to them. Then on Love Island, a couple seasons, there have been some larger body women on the show. And that is has been good so far that I've seen and heard. Right. Olivia, would you? Yeah, so there was one woman, and and I don't even know if she would necessarily be described as plus size, maybe, like, barely. But she was, like, a woman with a curvier body and in a body that we had never seen on reality TV, really. And it came up in, like, a passing conversation in a positive way, and then they moved on. Like, she, it wasn't her identity, you know? And she was a babe. Oh, my gosh. But honestly, there's not a lot. And the way that I think about this. And I know that The Bachelor might seem like a weird place to start because it is not as modern as a lot of shows. I think it doesn't have that same modernized feel. It's kind of stuck in 2002. To me, it feels Mm -hmm. like the great white whale. It's like The Bachelor is the blueprint for all of these other shows. And if we get The Bachelor, then we crack the nut and everything else comes. That's it's like almost the hardest one to get. That's, that's how I feel. And it feels like it would be so satisfying to make this happen with the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see you. I mean, the, the show definitely like you go back. Yes. Yeah, it kind of has. And I think that's why people enjoy it. It has that nostalgic feeling of it's yeah. kind of always been the same since yeah. the beginning, but you're right. Crack the bachelor. I think you you would see a lot of movement m- moving forward. Definitely. I really do believe that. Like we were having an interview the other day with an individual and we we're just, who is a plus size male model. And he was just talking so much about how like, you just have to make the first steps. We at our campaign do not expect the show to be perfect. The first time they start including fat bodies on the show, but you have to start somewhere. And we've made a five point petition plan with many different 
demands that really cover the spectrum of what we know needs to be done to make the show successful and having larger bodies on it. Because if you just cast a couple of them, it's not going to go well. Like as Peter said, like there needs to be mental health support. There needs to be a lot of different elements to it. So we really hope that the show looks to our campaign and other people who are talking about fat representation to get ideas on how to do this more successfully. But yeah, we know it's not going to be perfect, but we are just asking for trying and have you guys made any, any contact from anyone tied to the show like producer wise no not yet i do know that there's some producers that sometimes do watch my podcast account so i'm pretty sure the show knows and we have made a lot of like movement and a lot of great alumni has signed on you know we have rachel Lindsay, we have katie thurston we have rodney from recent season ethan from this current season has signed mm-hmm. on there's been a lot of really great support and I think it's, I, I want to talk briefly before we kind of, there's probably a lot to be, still to be said, but when I said Katie, it reminded me about the kind of question we sometimes get from people is, well, you have to have leads who are interested in dating larger bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And we have had that. True. We know for sure that Katie Thurston and Matt James both publicly stated that they like to date diverse bodies and the show ignored their their preferences. Yeah, Katie actually brought pictures of her ex-boyfriends who were like live-in serious partners who were like bigger guys, showed pictures to the producers like, this is what I want. And you did not see any of those guys on there. I think, I mean, that that right there, though, is a excellent way, an excellent way to start harboring a little bit of change there is to sit down with the leads before the season starts and have a just honest conversation about truly what they're looking for and what their type is and, and, and what they're okay with. And, and I wish that happened, you know, that, that would be, that's a great first step right there. Uh, hearing, I I didn't know that from Kate, from Katie and Matt, you know, that's just, that's an option right there. Um, obviously with casting, do you guys believe that there is just as many or not just as many, I guess, but like the submission rate is, is quite high with people that do identify with plus size. Like they're not feeling like they're discriminated against or like, is there a fear that's keeping them back or, I think I think people know that they're not going to get cast. So I I'm I don't know who's applying, but I think it's very evident that there are discriminatory discriminatory casting practices happening. Like it might not be written down anywhere, but in terms of women, we just do not see women over a size four. And I don't know how familiar you are with women sizing, but that is very nope. thin, very thin. <laughs> yeah, it that is very small. Peter, I didn't know until I met some of the other contestants from the other seasons these women are very small like short and very like tiny petite i i, I was kind of shocked because on tv you can't i mean you could tell they're small but not in real life they're like very tiny and again there's nothing wrong with being thin like this is it, this is the thing is like no, people, we're just trying to include everything yeah yeah people exist in all different bodies but the reality is that the average size for a woman in the u.s is size 16 and they're capping the casting at a four. I did not know that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So that's why we're seeing a lot of support because if you think about it, the Bachelor audience and the Bachelorette audience is mostly women. And in America, size 16 is the average. So think about all those women who are not being represented on screen and not be giving not being given an opportunity to go on the show. Like they're missing right. so much. And just like the fashion industry is missing 
all these people they could be selling clothing to when they're <laughs> excluding the clothing they make down to like a straight sizes. So that's true. You talk about like usually all these businesses bottom line is like the biggest thing. Well, yeah. you're cutting out a huge pool. Yeah. Why? Exactly. Why? That makes no sense even business wise. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, back on the the documentary of the Victoria's Secret thing, uh, yeah. it's been a shift, a change on a yeah. lot of big names going to more getting models that are more curvy and showing that off. And it's been great for sales for these people and these companies. So I'm surprised we're falling behind with bats and bats for nation. This needs to pick up. You know what though, to offer some hope though, I, I think that's positive. I mean, you look at Victoria's mm-hmm. secret and kind of the transition that they've gone through, if they can do it, well, why can't the bachelor? I mean, truly. You know, that's, that's, that's an, a great example to look at. Yeah. So I think that can offer some hope. That is a, like almost a one-to-one for sure. Like the type of like nostalgia, old school, like, society standard Victoria's yeah. Secret the bachelor hand in hand totally yeah hand in hand uh, guys what, what was the bachelor <laughs> oh my gosh thank you I'm so <laughs> glad you asked because I'm ready to drag Mike Fleiss okay <laughs> um, I'm excited I, I truly don't know here but tell uh, okay. let's hear let's listen so I right hear I'll kick it off And Jenna, jump in wherever you want. So in 2009, there was a show created that was ultimately called More to Love, but the original name was The Fatchler. Um, And it was very much modeled after The Bachelor, as you can guess. And it was the star, The Bachelor, or I don't know what they called him, was a plus-size man who was interested in dating plus-size women. They're fat women. I don't know if they were using those that language at the time, but uh, and just to a disclaimer, we use that word very intentionally in a very like neutral and positive way and not in a disrespectful way. It's a huge part of the campaign. Anyways, on this show, you've got the same structure. You've got, I think, 20 candidates, uh, candidates, 20 contestants. (laughs) And on night one, It starts with him giving a promise ring to each of the contestants, stating that he won't judge them by their size. So we're starting on that note. It's all about that. And all of their like heights and weights are very much made public. I don't know exactly how. I don't know if it's like the Chirons. It is the first episode. Is it like when like they have? Yep. They have the names and they have like their what? They're like their size and weight below every every time. Okay. Mm And then, like, there's just, like, this air around the show where basically a couple things are at play. One, the lead. He is such a brave and wonderful soul who is willing to date these plus-size people on national television. Like, that is the actual tone of the show, right? And Mm. then you have the women who are there's just ITM after ITM of them talking about how sad and lonely they are because they're in larger bodies and how this is their only chance to find love because this wonderful man likes them despite their weight, right? And so Mm -hmm. you just have so many negative things being packed into one show that is in theory supposed to be a moment of like representation. The preview is, I mean, beyond. It's kind of like... They, they were so close to understanding the problem and then they just like didn't get it at all because it opens up like, you've never seen a reality show like this. Most people on reality television are size two, but the average American size is a size 14. This is in 2009. And we're going to have this show be all about personality and whatever. It's just really horrible. <laughs> it perpetuates yeah, and it- so many negative stereotypes. 
And this idea that we're going to get to know these women for what's on the inside because what's on the outside couldn't possibly be attractive. And we're really today, I think we're leaving that behind. There are so Mm -hmm. many confident, hot, sexy, plus size and fat people like that's not we don't need to be loved despite our size like that is a thing of the past and for those with that is like the top critique we get is like but the bachelor is for hot people it's like you're telling on yourself Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Was, was, it, was this an actual show that was made? Like, there's, like, a full-on season of this? Yeah, it was on Fox, and it was, as Olivia mentioned oh, earlier, shit. created by Mike Fleiss. And really? he, I guess, couldn't get it on ABC, America's Family Channel, and so they put it oh. on Fox. Yeah, interesting. They switched uh, networks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, it kind of also is another layer of, like, okay, you're really trying to shove us to the side and make us this, like, dirty little secret that you have, Mike Fleiss. But, yeah, he fully got it to air, and it was one season long, and it, I mean, unfortunately, spoilers, Luke didn't stay with his winner but yeah it just was uh, an unfortunate reality uh that we had to deal with and i guess the thing we want to have the listeners take away with them is that we have had a couple people very earnestly and sometimes not earnestly suggest that would it maybe be easier to have a show that is just plus size individuals dating you know because they are worried about the the bullying and the other things that might happen through incorporating it into the main show. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And I, we just want to say that, like, well, we like the idea that you're thinking of because we know that there is going to be trouble. But let's work on trying to get the show to, like, actually do this in a healthy and safe way versus segregating people and putting them to a side and saying you can only date people of your own size. That's very, like, problematic and truly is ostracizing a whole community of people. 100%. That's, yeah, that's crazy. If, but how the real world is, that's how these shows should be. So, mm-hmm. you know what's tough though is like, if I'm, I'm just being completely honest, it's like I almost worry though. Obviously, I'm for this change and I love like this, you know, this campaign you guys are doing, but going through this whole experience, it's like, I wonder if there's like a, a better way to, well, I know you guys are trying to get into reality TV and switch yeah, this up, yeah. but I guess the point I'm trying to make is reality TV is so damn toxic yeah. and being a contestant on it is so damn toxic. And you now switch it up, you know, a little bit here where you get people, people aren't necessarily used to this. Like you just brought up like with bullying. I mean, everyone that's gone on the show has been bullied insane amounts yeah. that, you know, the average person has no idea. And it's like, I love what this campaign's about, but I'm like, shoot, like, is this the best, like, healthiest way to, like, thrust people into this kind of, like, atmosphere? Because it's, yes, there's great things that come from it, and it can be a beautiful experience, but it can also be insanely difficult, and it can be a dark experience for a lot of people, and I have, I, have I don't know one, the answer to I that. have a couple points to it, and then I'll pass it to Olivia, too, because I know she has yeah. thoughts, too, but there's a couple elements to at play with that. One, receiving hate as a fat person happens whether we're on television or not. To exclude Mm -hmm. us from opportunities and platforms is actually not helping. And ultimately, we deserve the same opportunities, whether that means a chance to sell a ruggable ad, but also 
I mean, like, I also, it's to say that we can't be online and can't receive hate and that we're too sensitive to do that is, is not, it's not the way to the future and to the, to the, the, you know, future we want. No, you're right. You're right. And I, and so I agree and it is tough and we have thought about it a lot, but I think ultimately like I deserve the same opportunity to get death threats as anyone else. And I deserve the same opportunity (laughs) to get a ruggable ad as anyone else. <laughs> Cause I'm already yeah. getting the death hey, threats too, anyway. Touche, <laughs> touche. I guess yeah. yeah. Just a thought ahead. No, it's so valid, Peter. And just going off that real quick, you know, we talked earlier about how we know that they're probably gonna botch it the first time they do this. And what I usually the way I usually think about this is, you know, the first time that they had a black lead, Rachel Lindsay's season, they botched it they were like extremely disrespectful they cast men who weren't interested in dating her they cast an openly racist guy on there on purpose they pitted him against black contestants like they they botched it but that was not a reason to not have a black lead obviously that's not valid and you know we had One of our campaign members said we had to have Rachel's season so we could ultimately have Michelle's season and things move forward and you start to handle things a little better. So we know it might be an absolute shit show, but we have to start somewhere. Right. You can't not take any action out of fear for that. I I get that 100%. People have to walk so people could run and lead the way. Speaking on this, I actually nominate somebody for next season that I think would be... Honestly, I think she would be American sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, she is beautiful. She has style. She is just traveled and loud personality. Like it's 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 great. It's a joy to be around. And I think I hope I sent I referred her into one of the casting recruiters, oh, um, casting directors, and I. I'm cross if she wants to go on there. I am crossing yeah. that because she <laughs> would make a it. huge impact. And I just want to say this now, in case she is, so we can go back. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you've got a deep a deep pool of bachelor contestants. Dustin is like. in deep with the producers. He's just feeding him. It's like I'm a Dustin pipeline this. coming This is into my the last show. one. I'm kind of had it with it. But <laughs> I know Dustin. I did. Yeah. I felt for you last week. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about that here after this, Joe. Um, Yeah, honestly, I I can't wait to listen to that episode. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, you know know what's crazy is people just run all... We'll get into it. I won't talk about it now. You guys will have to listen, but it's yeah. going to be good, though. <laughs> yeah, good good yeah. tease. Little, little teaser for the next episode. <laughs> little teaser. <There> <laughs> podcaster. Yeah. So, He's a pro. Yeah, we really... We do... Yeah, it's just, it is going to be an interesting thing. But again, like as Lily was saying, we, you know, Rachel Lindsay has been public about that. Like she didn't want to ever watch the show because there was no like deep run black contestants, you know, that would make it far. And so you have this saying of like, oh, the show isn't for us. And that's what the show is saying for fat people. And it's just like, it's just, it's problematic. And I, we all know the reason why, like it's the unspoken, like we all know it's just fat phobia, but it's mind boggling to us that we're allowing the show to continue to do that when we know in the past that like diversity matters and representation matters. And because of the ways that they have grown and changed to make their racial equality better, not perfect, it's important to do this as well. I, I agree. 
And uh, listen, if the show truly claims, you know, to be about love, finding finding pure, true love, you know, true love obviously is, it does not discriminate. So yeah. I, uh, again, I commend you guys Thank for you. all the work that you are doing. Where can, uh, where can people find you guys and uh, help, you know, contribute to this campaign and uh, keep the momentum going forward? You can follow us on Instagram at roses for everybody. And we have a link tree and it will take you to our petition and as well as our Twitter and our TikTok. Make sure you're following us so you can get updates and our little think pieces we had to post this week about the bachelors. You can read up more about things like that and check that out, yeah. all of our stats and all of the hard work we've been doing, interviewing certain people and it's really important. And um, yeah, besides signing the petition, really the best way people can help is just engage with our content and share and yep. either sharing it to other content creators that they know that are outside of the Bachelor Nation, but also people who are in Bachelor Nation that they know would be supportive of something like this. Yeah, we really we're we're kind of asking people to start making more noise. Like we we just really need to get the attention of the producers, I think. Like we need we need some noise around this and we can't thank you enough for having us on because that really helps. Of course, guys. Uh, it was our pleasure. I think that was a great conversation. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. We know that, but that's not an excuse not to start somewhere. Thank you for letting yeah. us be a part of this, too. This was yeah. great. And I, I'm glad to go down in history of Bachelor Nation on the right side that made change <laughs> and wanted change. And thank oh, you so yeah. much for letting us be a part of this. No, oh truly. It's really, it's really, I think it really says a lot that you guys are... I know it shouldn't say a lot, but it really does that you are willing and able and interested. You are interested. You asked us to be on to talk about this. You know, it's really beautiful. And it really does show that like Bachelor Nation needs to move out of that. And we are the future and we are going to make this happen. And it's not overnight, like you said, but we can do this. And we really just appreciate everyone's support, especially you. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inojosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time.